Did you know that when you store or don't express feelings and emotions, you can actually create mental and physical illness? What if I told you that you could take your emotions and feelings and turn them into a song and that it would actually help you feel more empowered and improve your health and your happiness? This is how my guest, Emma G, healed herself after 10 brain surgeries and how she helped herself heal from trauma, depression, and anxiety. She now teaches youth how to feel empowered through songwriting. If you yourself have trouble, um, whether it's with trauma, mental health, or you, you're having some cognitive issues, you're going to want to listen to this podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Simple Awakenings podcast, where we offer people at a turning point simple strategies to help you find clarity in the chaos of your life. I'm your host, Jennifer Rentolo. This is the Simple Awakenings Podcast, where you can find clarity in the chaos. Simple Awakenings shares real-life lessons from real people who have had experiences that help them awaken to the simple truth of what they need to thrive in their life. These are conversations helping us evolve and awaken in how to simplify life in parenting, in education, and in the way we interact with the world around us. Let's ripple change through awareness and connect with our mind, body, and spirits one conscious conversation at a time. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Emma G. Emma G is a singer-songwriter and and a youth empowerment coach. She's been using the power of music to help empower, uplift, and motivate audiences worldwide her entire life. Born with a rare neurological condition called hydrocephalus, Emma G has used music to recover from multiple traumas, including 10 brain surgeries. By writing and singing her truth, sharing her experience, and turning her lessons into blessings. With a unique style that marries the style of pop, soulful ballads, and gritty rock edge, Emma G's style appeals to a hugely diverse audience worldwide. A favorite musician of the Washington Post, Washingtonian Magazine, and Thrive Global, the New Zealand-born singer-songwriter has expanded her mission of saving the world one song at a time to incorporate her history as an award-winning youth worker, launching, yes, youth coaching, youth empowerment through songwriting coaching in a completely new approach, is a completely new approach to youth work, combining Emma G's history as a teacher a lecturer, YMCA youth coordinator, and of course, an award-winning musician. Music is an incredibly effective tool for alchemy, helping audiences and teens songwriters alike overcome struggles, trauma, stress, and overwhelm with songs of overcoming, resilience, self-love, and stepping into one's power. Please join me in welcoming Emma G. Ah, thank you, Jennifer. (laughs) And I have to tell you, I have... So my listeners hopefully know my story, but I have four boys and two of my four boys love music and use music to help them heal. One of my sons had a massive neonatal stroke at birth Mm -hmm. and he struggles. 
And when he's going through these, these dark moments, I tell him all the time, write it down. And I, I will help him with that sometimes because he's yeah. got a language-based pro- uh, communication issue. But then my third son that had leukemia battles depression. And I will often say to him, take this feeling, these emotions and put them into words. I actually did that as a kid. And I found my parents cleaned out their house and I found this big journal. And let me tell you, some of this stuff was dark. I'm sure. But isn't that beautiful? Like it's, it's, it's what's that saying? Like in times of darkness, all we need is a little light. A little light. Hope. Yep. It's hope. And that's what music gives all of us. Yeah. I just, that's yeah, that's powerful. 100%. So needless to say, I am really excited you are here. Can you tell us just a little bit about your story, Emma? What was your awakening and that aha moment that really brought you clarity? Um, I'm very, I'm very blessed. Um, I, I was born, as you said, with a relatively rare neurological condition. Um, and I say relatively rare because I grew up in New Zealand. I was born in New Zealand. But my thing is, you know, Growing up in a in a country which with more sheep than people, um, I you know was lucky enough that the technology was um, you know available in New Zealand at the time of my birth. When at four months old I was diagnosed with hydrocephalus, uh, the doctors recognised that my head was growing too quickly in proportion to the rest of my body. Um, and so at the age of four months I had my first brain surgery when a um, VP shunt was inserted into my head. A shunt is like a very big, sorry, let me back up a little bit. For those who don't know what hydrocephalus is. I was just going to explain yeah. that. Go ahead. Yes. Our brains float in water, yes. otherwise known as cerebral spinal fluid. That cerebral spinal fluid changes by between 200 and 400 milliliters every day. It enters into our cranium and drains down our spinal column, hence the name cerebral spinal fluid. However, for me, I have a cyst the size of my fist in the center of my brain, which has squished my brain um, around my, my skull and has actually blocked off the exit way. So water can get into my head, but it has no way of escaping. So, thank you, technology, a shunt, a very long tube, was inserted into my head, draining down into my peritoneal cavity, and that means that I'm able to live. However, during times of, um, you know, severe hormonal changes, like puberty, Mm. um, lumps can form in the CSF. So that blocks the shunt, which means, of course, that pressure starts to build up. I get very bad headaches, dizziness, nausea, fall unconscious and die. I'm not dead yet, which is great. However, when that um, when that pressure builds up, brain trauma occurs and yes. memory loss, um, you know, I, I mean, when it comes, you know, when it comes to being a nine year old who's had, you know, memory loss, who's, who's been in hospital for, for weeks on end, you know, the obvious repercussions include social anxiety, um, losing, you know, my, my academic focus um, began to wither. Um, I was, I went from being like the popular girl to being Frankenstein. Um, and then, and that's on top of the fact that I was an early developer, you know, nine years old, already hitting puberty. So I'm now battling between being a young, precocious, developing young woman yep. who's 
memory is terrible, whose academics are struggling, who's now battling with the black dog, aka depression, who's, you know, trying to figure out how to connect with my peers, how to connect with my mother, how to battle the fact that my father lived in Fiji my entire life, part of my multi-ethnic upbringing. Um, you know, there, there were just so many, so many struggles I was having yeah. as a young person. And thankfully, songwriting was something I gravitated towards, my mother fostered, and I was able to develop these skills in part thanks to a lot of um, help with, with other musicians that I grew up around um, yeah. to help me figure out how to turn my lessons into blessings, mm. how to turn my struggles into song, how to turn the crap that I had, you know, developed as a child or that I was struggling with as a teenager, how to turn that crap into fertilizer and use that fertilizer to plant a garden of prosperity and creativity and healing and growth and positive self-development and, you know, all, all the fun things that we kind of don't take into consideration at, um, when we think about creativity. So, yeah. Absolutely. Instead of letting that crap, if you will, kind of rot inside and, right. and, keep, and weigh you down. Right. You turn it into fertilizer. I love that. And I mean, so many of us, I know myself, I know my listeners can relate to that. Whether you've had what you went through with your hydrocephalus and your, your shunts and the, whether you went through that or you just, you have learning disabilities or you have, I call them invisible disabilities. Like my son has invisible disabilities, right? right? Where people have expectations of him. People look at them and think, this I was an early bloomer myself. I had the Dolly Parton figure early right. on, and right. yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to navigate that. It's we're all going through this this piece of trying to figure out who we are and how we fit in the world, and when things aren't going the way that we expect them to go, or that our parents expect them to go, when we have the external pressures put on us, I see it now in 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 kids. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids I hear of people contacting me looking for help um, or asking me, you know, do I have any suggestions? There are so many kids struggling and there are not enough resources out there to help them. So I really hope that people that are listening that are looking for a kind of an out of the box solution, because, you know, as, as anybody listening to my podcast knows, I believe that there are positives in healthcare, but I also think there are a lot of gaps. That's what my own awakening showed me and in education as well. And we, you know, we do the best we can with what we have, but sometimes we are asked to fit ourselves into these little boxes that we have outgrown. And so this is such a beautiful message that you have for youth, for parents, for adults, for anybody who is struggling right now, who feels like nobody gets them, there are no resources for them. Please listen because Emma G is that beacon of hope for you right now. Thank you. I just want, I want to build on one thing you said in particular, which was around, yes. um, the, you know, the, the world puts us in boxes, whether yep. you have an invisible disability, whether you have a, a visible disability, whether you are female, male, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, yes. you know, whatever people, but, to that point, we, we are surrounded by labels our entire yes. lives. And if nothing else, 2022, the last two years, 
2020 to 2022 have shown us that those boxes are broken. That system is broken. Absolutely. Right. We can't fit ourselves into those boxes anymore. And I think it's really important my my sort of my phrase you know you mentioned um my, my thing of like saving the world one song at a time i'm recognizing more and more that that is not just my songwriting that's not just my music that's helping other people and empowering other people to write their own songs because we live in a world that is constantly telling us who to be yes how we need to learn yes um how to show up yes how we fit into the world when yes. we are not one-dimensional people we're not, no. you know, we and are not like everyone else. Exactly. Right. We are right. uniquely individual with our own unique needs. Yes. So we can't be yes. letting the world write our songs for us. We yes. need to take control of the pen and write the songs for ourselves because we're the only people that really understands how to show up for ourselves. And here's the beautiful thing. Because when you authentically write your song into truth, you then start to recognize oh my goodness, my neighbor also resonates with the messages I'm writing with. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone in this breaking the barriers. I'm not alone in me, you know, trying to navigate the education system or trying to navigate how to show up as a person with autism or ADHD or, you know, bipolar disorder or whatever it is. When we show up as our authentic selves, we're not only doing our inner work, but we're mm-hmm. also helping to elevate the outer work and helping other people. Yes, we're raising the vibration 100%. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. I have to share this quick story. I remember, so my son, I love to write, love to write. And I've always kind of done poetry and I call them songs, but, um, and my son was battling, my my second son, the one who had the, the stroke, was dealing with, kind of when the world gets out of control, his way of controlling is to control small elements in his world. So food. So he had an eating disorder. Right. Which was blown off because he's a boy. You don't see eating disorders as much as boys. And in in healthcare, you need the, the lab results to be so out of whack that they're abnormal before people pay attention. And so I knew that there was an issue. I knew what the underlying root cause of this issue was. And we worked on that. But I woke up in the middle of the night with a song playing in my head with words, literally three in the morning, I woke up and I wrote a song about um, the distraction and how, like what, what the mirror tells him and about the eating disorder. And I wrote it down and we'll see if he puts it to music, but um it's like, and, and it was like, I just had to get this out myself observing this. Yeah. Um, and then I, I read it to him and he was like, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah to your point, um, songwriting and just whether it's a song, whether you put it to music, whether it's a poem, just expressing yourself, getting those feelings and emotions out is extremely cathartic and it helps you move energy in your body. When you keep it in, you block energy from flowing. And you store that and it becomes dis-ease in your body. Amen. Yes. Stay the people in the <laughs> yeah. I know. I, that's, I, my, that's my thing. <laughs> it's funny that you talk about, it's funny, you know, you talk about waking up at 3 a.m. with a song in your head. I believe, and you mentioned before we went live, that you, your entire thing, you know, your entire resonance for 2022 is around flow. Yes. 
being like waking up at three in the morning to hearing that word, hearing those words, hearing those songs in your head, in your soul, in your mind, um, that to me is evidence of you being in flow. Yes. And that's one of the things that I specifically work on with my clients is finding ways to be in flow, finding ways to listen to your gut, to the universe, to God, whatever you want to attribute it to, you know, but recognizing that, you know, if we are all made in God's image, we are God. Mm -hmm. We are the voices of God. When we're still enough at three in the morning to mm -hmm. let those words come through, that is our truth. That yes. is our, you know, that is, that is our message. That is our calling. And so yes. to be able to write that for your son, be able to write that for yourself, is simply you being in flow, speaking your truth, and helping to elevate again the vibration of the world. And I, I think it's so powerful. It's so powerful. We just need to give ourselves permission yeah. to step into those scary places. Well, one, yeah. we have to have the courage to get still instead of yeah. distracting yourself with all this stuff. Yeah. You have to have the courage to get still and really look and tune into what is it that my soul requires right now? Mm -hmm. So Emma, how did music and songwriting help you, your brain? You talked about it helped you with your memory. It helped you with your brain function, right? Yes. And, you know, stress impairs brain function. So obviously the physical stress of what you had going on, but also the emotional stress of what was happening in the world around you, you trying to fit in those boxes to your point. Um, I really believe COVID shook up the systems to make us kind of go, oh, wait a minute, there is a different way. Yeah, There is yeah. a better way. So um, how did songwriting and music help you and your brain function? So that's a great question. And it's a, it's a very multifaceted question. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a couple of things. Let's first talk about neurological function. Please. So you have your left-hand side of the brain, you have the right-hand side of the brain. Music, I mean, there have been copious amounts of studies that have shown that music stimulates both sides of the brain, mm -hmm. you know, pretty, pretty well, which is amazing. Um, but when you add songwriting into the mix, it kind of elevates that stimulation, you know, in, in multiple ways. And so, um, you know, now you're not only, uh, you know, exercising our logical parts of our brain, our, you know, English, uh, our use of English language, language, our right. academics, our um, ability to, you know, retain and, and um, bring back languaging, for example, um, and to utilize languaging and vocabulary in a way that um, we, we try to do in school. But we're now also activating our creative side of our brain. We're activating our imaginations. We're activating our emotions, our feelings, our responses. Now, our intuition, when, our yeah. intuition, when yeah. both sides of the brain are stimulated simultaneously, and at such an elevated level, integrated, yeah, mm -hmm. the nucleus accumbens becomes alive. Ooh. Now, the nucleus accumbens is the part at the back of our brain near, near, you know, where the, our cerebral spinal fluid um, drains out, funnily enough, uh, but the nucleus accumbens becomes alive. And the nucleus accumbens is about 200 million um, brain fibers that spark up. And the cool thing about that is when they fire up, it actually helps to 
stimulate, again, both sides of the brain in a way that helps to reactivate lost parts of our brain function. I just learned something. Good. Drops and my I, time now. I really know a lot about neuro, neuro neurocognition. Right. So, thank so, you. So Amazing. when we are, right, isn't it? Yes, like, it's not yes. A, well, that's the neuroplasticity of the brain, yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, we yeah. can even elevate that if you are somebody who likes to write by hand. Mm -hmm. If you want to write your songs using different colored pens, that can actually help to further elevate the, the, the way that we stimulate both sides of the brain as well, because now we're, you know, writing, but we're also using the creativity of different colors yes. to, again, yes re-elevate and reignite different parts of our brains that have lost function. Right. So this is one of the reasons why we sing the alphabet. This mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why we sing head, shoulders, knees, and toes. This is why, these are ways that we can help to remember things, mm -hmm. but to take it one step further, we're not, right. I don't, I don't just want to talk about neurolog neurological, um, you know, regrowth and redevelopment, but now let's talk about our memories, mm -hmm. you know, so being somebody who has had brain surgery, um, I have sort of blocked out a lot of stuff from when I was a child, from when I was in those traumatic spaces, yeah. from when I was literally banging my head against walls in front of my mother, screaming and crying, hoping to God that I would die because yeah. the pain was so severe. Yeah. Or let's take it something, you know, make it something a little bit more um, digestible for people that might be watching this podcast. But, you know, traumatic experiences as a teenager, when you lose friends to suicide, which I've had, when you have been assaulted, which I have, when you have been, you know, um, racially profiled, which a lot of us have, mm -hmm. you know, things that are traumatic to us mm -hmm. that we kind of try to forget. Mm -hmm. By allowing ourselves to be still, to connect with our truth, God, the universe, whatever, um, and then to re-stimulate both sides of our brains and that memory, um, we're able to not only remember things that we have tried to forget about, but our, um, our brains actually help us to cognitively reframe these experiences mm -hmm. using creativity to go from the victim mindset to being a, 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 the mindset of a survivor and a thriver. Yes. So now, and, and I hope this isn't too TMI for your audience here, but from now, but now, you know, looking at some through, through life um, as somebody who has been raped multiple times, mm -hmm. I am now able to not only, you know, look at this these experiences as something somebody who has undergone the stuff but now i'm like yo i'm somebody who has come through this and i recognize that one in four women are sexually abused every day mm -hmm. you know? so now i can use my platform my creativity my speech my, my songwriting yes. to help give them hope and power yes. and strength and resilience to stand up fight back and leave unhealthy situations Yes. You know what I mean? yes. So, no, completely. Yeah. It's empowering. It's taking your taking back your power over whatever situation you've gone through because mm -hmm. that is an experience. That is a story, not your story. Yeah. It is a story that you can use to empower you and learn from and grow from. I truly believe that things that happen to us in our life 
are are almost like contracted things that we need to go through in order to become who we're meant to be and grow and get there. Amen. We so learn a, from these. You things. don't go through it; you grow through. You it. grow through it. One hundred percent, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that because I know there are probably people listening that can can re- can absolutely relate to that. I also, um, I also, sorry, really quickly, I yeah. don't want to discredit the fact that sexual assault also happens to men. Um, the, the metrics are absolutely. one in four women. I yeah. think it's one in nine men gets a, get, are, are sexually assaulted as well. So I, I also want to pay tribute to that. Like this is not just a feminine issue um, or or a feminine solution. Songwriting is for everybody, for all levels of trauma. We all experience trauma. It all just takes different shapes, ways, and forms. So absolutely. Sorry. No, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, I I love that. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, I, you know, it's interesting too, because when I think of uh, music and singing even, and how when people have speech issues, when people, even in languages, like when they don't speak the language, but they sing and you don't hear an accent in the song, or when somebody has a stutter, (laughs) right? And stutters or, or kicks or something, and they can sing and get through the song beautifully. I mean, um, what was that? Uh, It wasn't American Idol, but it was um, one of those variety kind of shows where there was a person that was autistic that was on and he had the most beautiful voice and his speaking, like he couldn't make eye contact, he couldn't get words out. But as soon as the music came on, he was able to flow. So that's, that's reaching, if I, if I understand this well enough, there are different centers in the brain and your songwriting center, your singing center is different than your speech center. Mm-hmm. So when you have issues or any anything um, with the logical part of speech, it actually accesses the creative, expressive part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right, the right side of, of that um, expressive language. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had written down your awakening moments, right? Those, those. Um, challenges that you faced, you learned how to question what you believe to be true. Mm-hmm. And you say you, you, um, and you, you question what you actually know. So can you tell me a little bit about that? A little bit more about that? So beliefs aren't facts. Truth. Basically. Right. Beliefs aren't facts. And so when we, when we give ourselves permission to question ourselves, I think that's very powerful, you know, especially when it comes to um, every interaction we have with people, however positive or negative, um, you know, that's part of it. But also like, you know, two people can go to the same event and have two completely different experiences of that same event. Beliefs aren't facts. Songwriting kind of helped me to explore what my beliefs were in relation to, you know, in in contrast to what a fact could be, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, like, let's, for example, my, when I was 19, my ex-boyfriend committed suicide. Mm. Um, it was actually at that point that I just, I vowed to myself that I would do anything I could to help 
every young person that I managed to come across to help, you know, help them find the tools to yes. express themselves and, and heal and and be brave enough to hold on another day. But that's another story. Um, but the fact of the matter was he ended his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and my belief was that I was to blame partly for his passing. Um, we didn't end on the on the brightest of, of terms and um, the the fact of the matter was like I, I we'd, we'd ended like several months beforehand and then the weekend before he he passed away I was at a party with my new partner and um, he was there and it you know and then a week later he's dead okay so in my in my heart of hearts I felt like I was partly to blame that was my belief that was going on Mm -hmm. the fact was that he was mentally unwell and he had been for a long time right and so being able to differentiate that for myself was very key to my own relationship with depression to Mm -hmm. my own relationship with feeling like i wanted to end my own life um when i was 19 i had a horrible year so you know um that was it was a really big part of it for me was differentiating that uh those facts and those those beliefs songwriting comes into play because again it allowed me the opportunity to cognitively reframe my beliefs into okay let me think about this logically and then how can i back up that logic with an emotional response so if I was to look at my life as a 19-year-old through the lens of my 80-year-old self, mm-hmm. my 80-year-old self being somebody who knew the facts, my 80-year-old self being hopefully somebody who was a little more logical than my 19-year-old self, yeah. um, you know, a little bit more wise, um, how how could I then, you know, give myself something, an olive branch to hold on to? Mm-hmm. How could I give myself permission to think more clearly? And it was through that brain exercise that I was able to write a song with my old band Static Era called Dear Me. And now, even now, and I'm 33 years old now, when I, whenever I sing that song, I am reminded of my ability to think in my feelings, mm. my ability to think more logically, and the happy medium, the relationship between my feelings and my logic, which is where I think my my beauty, you know, my my happy place, my my, my you know, yeah. spot is, yeah. so that I can actually now approach these um, difficult experiences with a clearer head, yes, with, with a more positive direction, yes, um, recognizing yeah the difference between fact and fiction. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I have two courses that I teach um, on, I have some online courses, one stress OS, SOS, and another one's called how to find calm in the chaos. And a big part of that is learning that when we are in that um, fight or flight part of our um, nervous system, when we're in that stress fight or flight, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever is triggering us, we our brain stops working. Our logical brain stops working. Mm -hmm. So first you have to like calm down, get still, 
take some deep breaths to reset that nervous system. It takes two minutes to do that. Mm -hmm. But then you can start to, and that's this is a part of my program too, is learn to question those thoughts that are playing in your, your mind, asking, is that true? Is it mm -hmm. always true? This is Byron Katie's work. But then questioning, because a lot of times we all have belief systems that drive our choices, our actions, our responses and reactions. Like, I'm not worthy, right? That's my belief system. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. So mm -hmm. when that gets triggered, I literally go, oh, there's that, there's that belief system again. All right, let me, let me question this. And yeah. I've actually, I've used my own writing um, to, to, to do that and to, to reframe okay. that, which is, which is just <laughs> as you're talking, I'm like, oh, that's what I did. <laughs> but it's, I love that. Like challenge the beliefs, challenge what you're being told is the truth for you or is the expectation for you or is how you should be or what you should do. Challenge that. Yeah. You know, and feel into, does that resonate with me? Yeah. You know, yeah. so 100%. So your, can you tell me you have a youth empowerment program through sound writing, youth empowerment through songwriting program? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. That's <laughs> it. Would you share a little bit about that and tell me kind of what are the things that you do? Sure. So yeah, yes, youth coaching um, was when I moved to Washington, D.C., just before I moved to Washington, D.C., I was a youth empowerment uh, coach for the YMCA back in New Zealand, uh, as well as a university lecturer. I won some awards for my work with um, for my work with youth, but also specifically through uh, my work as an educator using culture and historical um, belief systems and historical experiences as keystones for one's education. Mm. So utilizing one's history as part of their learning experience, yes. um, which is an indigenous Maori practice. Indigenous Maori are people from New Zealand originally. I'm yeah. not Maori. Uh, my father was Fijian, which is where you know my color comes from. But um, Pacifica learning is very similar. However, um, you know I've always been a musician. I started writing music when I was three. Literally wrote my first song with a pen and paper when I was five. A song called School is Cool because I love education. Um, and, um, you know, so music has always been my, my love language, if you will. Mm -hmm. But um, 2019, I started, well, when I was 17, I started teaching vocals. 2019, after living here in, in DC for a few years, I had a vocal student who turned around to me one day and said, hey, I want to write a song. I want to do what you do. I was like, okay, cool, let's do that. And so we kind of started working together on a song um, that he was trying to figure out how to communicate effectively with his mum, you know, a, a girl that he liked um, and his own sort of demons. And that was when I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what's been missing. When I was five years old, I wrote a list of careers I wanted to be when I grow up. That was a mum a counselor, a teacher, a rock star, and a fashion designer. Hmm. 2019, I started putting those together, being like, oh, I don't have to be a mom as such. I can work with young people. Yes. I don't have to be a teacher as such. I can use education and music to help empower counsel the young mm -hmm. people I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And so, 
using songwriting, using youth work together, I was able to then help, you know, help him to write his song of truth, mm. which when he, you know, played it for his mom, and I took him to the studio, we recorded it, we, you know, we made a music video for him. Mm. That gave him the opportunity to like, almost use songwriting as a superhero cape disguise. Yeah. Like I'm speaking to you, I'm me, but I feel safer because it's through the lens of songwriting and music. Yes. Right. Um, and so that was that was a really powerful kind of aha moment for me. Mm -hmm. Although my aha was a little bit slow because I it took me a few years to kind of be like, oh, oh, this is what I actually <laughs> so it wasn't until 2021 yeah, yeah. it actually became a thing. But you know, 2020, I started working with another young singer-songwriter who was in, in the same boat as you, writing poetry, had never written a song before. Mm -hmm. Her name is Sydney Witt. Sydney um came to me with a whole bunch of you know, midnight scribbles that she'd written at three in the morning was like, I just, I'm trying, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. What do I do? Uh, and so through that, I, you know, we, we took her midnight scribblings and we started writing them into songs. Mm -hmm. Those songs turned into two singles, one mm -hmm. called 17, another one called um, uh, Intrusive Thoughts. Mm -hmm. Those two songs then turned into an album of 13 mm -hmm. songs that she wrote, recorded with my producer. And then that album turned into her now studying with Paul McCartney at the Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts over in the UK. She now writes with peers all over the world. Um, she's using music to connect with herself and heal yes. herself, but she's now also you know, writing with other musicians and and doing things for her own musical career. I'm so flipping proud of her. Mm. Um, but you know, and so that's the kind of stuff that we're we're working on. Mm. Um, and you know, not all of my clients want to go to Leaper. Not all yeah. of my clients want to record their own art. Sometimes yeah. they just want to get out of their head onto paper, and and over, you know, like simplify the overwhelm. Yeah. Um, and create something that gives them tools to help them communicate with their parents, yes. help them to talk to their boyfriends or girlfriends, yeah. help them to understand, okay, I don't feel like I'm actually a woman. I'm a they, mm. or I'm a, I'm a dude who's, you know, trying to figure out how to tell my mom and dad that I like other boys or, yeah you know, whatever it is, right. um, I'm really proud of Generation Z in the way that they are recognizing that the systems we've built around them are broken, mm -hmm. that everything is very fluid these days, and yeah. songwriting has helped them give them permission yeah. to express themselves. Yeah, I believe these this generation has come in to teach us. Yes. Teach us to be better, to do better, to be more connected, more heart-centered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beautiful. So what would you say to somebody? Um, well, I have two questions. One, I'd love to get into what are your top tips for starting with songwriting? But first I want to ask, what about those people that say, oh, I'm not creative. I don't, I'm not a writer. You know, what well, would you say to those people? Yeah. I would say as long as you have thoughts, you can write. Amen. Okay. <laughs> as right. long as you have a brain that functions and you right. have, you know, hands that can, I mean, not even hands, you can use a, 
um, you know, a, a, a dictator to, right. to, you know, 2022 mm -hmm. technology exists. Exactly. Um, you know, we can, we can, you know, as long as you have thoughts, you can write. Um, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming to figure out where to even begin, which I yes. think is where a lot of people feel they are. So um, yes. one of the things, yeah, one of the things, what are your tips? right. So one of the things that I um, would encourage people to do is to, I've actually had these available on my website, songwriting prompt cards. Yes, so, I downloaded those. You did, you did. So, <laughs> I did for my son, I did. Excellent. Yeah. So the, one of those songwriting prompt cards, you know, like give yourself, I call it the KISS method, the keep it simple superstar method. You know, if you can have a prompt that is simply a letter to my anxiety mm. and for five minutes without lifting your pen from paper or your fingers from the keyboard, write whatever you would say to anxiety. Through that, you'll start to notice keywords or key themes or key phrases that keep popping up. Those key phrases, those things that go, oh, that hit me in the feelings. That is the beginning of your song. The same thing if you wanted to write a letter to your five-year-old or your five-year-old self or your five-year younger self, mm -hmm. writing a letter to yourself as a five-year-old, you know, girl or boy um, or person, um, you know, being able to write that letter to yourself and say, oh, I, for some reason, keep talking about my dream of being a rock, rocket scientist. Okay. Now you had the basis for a song that you might want to, you know, call Shoot for the Moon. Mm. You know, now we're able to start to to really, um, you know, start working on those cognitive blocks that we have. Yeah. Another one that I would really like to um, emphasize for people is an exercise that isn't, I haven't publicly put on my, on, my, on my website. It's one of the things that I do a lot with my clients, though, in person and a lot with my vocal clients is, box breathing um which is a a style of breathing where you breathe in for four seconds you hold for four seconds you breathe out for four seconds you hold for four seconds through that we're able to again simplify the overwhelm in our heads focus on our breathing patterns and let truth enter into our minds mm. The third thing I want to talk about is, is another sort of physical exercise. And I say this because our physical is so connected with our spiritual, emotional, and mental. Yes. yes. So if we can, again, allow ourselves to center ourselves into our bodies, and even now sitting here in front of me, Jennifer, you know, if you want to, just for a second, humor me. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Tense your toes. Keep them tense. Now, keep the ball, tense the balls of your feet while keeping your toes tense. Everything, until I tell you to relax, I don't want you to relax anything. Now, I want you to tense your heels, your ankles, your shins and your calf muscles, your knees, your thighs, your buttocks and your groin, your lower belly, lower back, your chest, your upper back, your shoulders, your upper arms, your elbows, your forearms, your hands, your fingers, your neck, your chin, your lips, your nose, your cheeks, your eyeballs, your forehead, your scalp, and hold for five, 
four, three, two, one, relax. Breathe. Whatever thoughts are coming to mind at the moment, that is your starting point. Whether it's I feel like I'm, you know, I'm stressed all the time, I need to let go. That's the basis of your song. Or I'm finding it hard to breathe. Or I, I don't know, my headache won't go away. What is that? What, what does that lead to? What feelings does that bring about? You know, all of those little sparks of ignition, lean into them. Give yourself permission to be vulnerable with yourself. You don't need to share these things. But allowing yourself permission to like lean into those little sparks of thought, that is the basis of your song. That's so fantastic. It's like playful journaling almost. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is so fantastic, Emma. Um, so I know you said you you have these um, flashcards on your downloadable cards on your mm -hmm. website. You want to share with the audience, how can people connect to you? How can people become a part of this youth empowerment your storytelling program. Sure. All that I do have it on the show notes, but for those of you listening that want to take action right away, here's how you can connect with Emma. So here's my exciting thing. Are you ready? So we've got the free flashcards at emmagmusic.com. That's there forever. You can always download them. If you're looking for inspiration, creativity, a little spark, I got you. Uh, and it comes with, you know, instructions and things. So, so that that's there forever. However, at the end of this month, I am launching a beta online group coaching course that is going to be only open to 10 young people. Um, if you're an adult and you want to take part in that, that's totally cool too. But how young? That, how young? Sorry. Just well, sorry. I, I wouldn't go any younger than 13. Okay. Um, if you're a precocious 11-year-old, totally go ahead that's totally fine um but the thing is i mean the the, the course is 14 video lessons um uh, where that you can watch in your own time i will release every week the next section so that you've got x amount of videos to watch during that week and then fulfill that activity it comes with a workbook so that you can do the activity and then every friday at 3 p.m eastern time you can also come on to a live zoom call with me to fill in any gaps any questions you have any whatever now this is the beta run for this um program so to that extent i am discount pricing it for 197. Um, once the beta run through is done and dusted, then I'll be increasing the price to 297. So it's a yeah. chance to, to sort of save 100 bucks. But yeah. um, all of that, if you want to get involved with that, you simply email me info at emmagmusic.com and I will email you the information about how to get involved in the beta launch for that. If you don't want to do group coaching, you think that's a little bit scary, that's totally fine. Um, you can also email me or you can go onto the website, emmagmusic.com and um, book a discovery call with me. And um, 
that we can, you know, through that discovery call, we can figure out if we're a good fit to work together. I would love to meet your, you know, your teenager or yourself if you're looking for yourself. Um, there's three different uh, tiers of programs that I have, a six-week program, eight-week program, 10-week program. Um, and then we will work together to write your songs. That's fantastic. If you found yourself relating to this podcast and to what we discussed today, and you find that you'd like to have a little bit more clarity and connection in your own chaos, then I'd love to invite you to join me in my free Power Now Masterclass. I'll put the link below in my show notes. Or perhaps you would like to have a conversation with me one-on-one, in which case I invite you to join me in a free discovery call where we can start to talk about where you might be in your life and where you want to go and create that roadmap together. So whatever calls to you, I really look forward to connecting with you soon. Be well, everyone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform. For more info on Jen, visit jenniferrentolo.com. That's Jennifer, W-R-E-N, Tolo, T-O-L-O.com. Thanks for listening.